The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, November 10th, 2017, season 13, episode number 73. Welcome to another edition of The Break. I am Derek Eagleton, and we are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, talking some Cowboys football, getting ready for Cowboys versus Falcons. Uh, Let's jump right in and uh, get this thing rolling with some Zeke talk. I guess, is this probably the last time we're going to have Zeke talk in four weeks? No. No? Well... For four weeks, I mean, it kind of... No, because they'll file some motion or something that we'll have to talk about. I don't know. You no, think? no, no. Well, yep. we we had a special edition of Talking Cowboys break yesterday. Nick and I were on it. Uh, so we had a chance to talk a little bit about what was coming out uh, with the Zeke news. But since then, I think there's been some more clarity that's come to. I know we talked a little bit about what uh, the, the results of the, of the denied uh, motion for the injunction... Uh, but it, it sounds like there's going to be an expedited process and that this case will be heard a lot sooner than I think any of us probably expected. Dave, catch us up on that. Do you know uh, kind of the dates here that we're talking about and, and what happens after that? December the 1st. Although I was under the impression, isn't that just another appeal? Like that's not the actual case still, is it? Or is it not? I was nobody cares. I mean, honestly, like uh, all that stuff, nobody cares. When's he gonna play? Right. Uh, the okay, so first. tell me that. When's he gonna play? Like, not not until December. Right? Well, we don't. He's not gonna have a hearing in court until December first, which right. is after. And that's you're saying that's not the case. I don't think so. But I I was on I was shooting a TV show when all this stuff happened yesterday. So I'm still playing catch up. I feel like a little bit. Um, but he's got a hearing on December first. They're going to consider the merits of this again, and it's theoretically possible that he could have the suspension overturned. But by that point, there would only be two games left on it. As far as I understand it, there's nothing he can do between now and the first. Like, he's going to miss four games at least. What happens if he just shows up, puts on a uniform, and runs on the field? Uh, He and the NFL would probably be drastically – I mean, he and the Cowboys would probably be drastically fined. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe lose draft picks. I don't know, but it happened. I don't think that I don't think that would work. No, mm. I don't think that's a good idea. Um, so he's and then when he does have this hearing, everything I've heard is that it's like a just a infinitesimal percent chance that he wins anyway. So it's looking like he's going to serve the six games, which you know. It is what it is. Which I, and I'm I've been saying it all year. I still believe it. You got to fight it as hard as you possibly can. If you think you didn't do anything wrong, this is your reputation and your name and all that stuff, yada, yada, yada. That said, now that it has come down and you have lost, I I mean, the the thought of continuing this and either potentially missing playoff games or stretching part of this suspension into 2018 doesn't make any sense to me. At this point, it doesn't really matter it doesn't sound like because at the at the very least he is going to miss four games right which, which ba- is going to be at Atlanta then at home against Philly and the Chargers and Washington that's going to happen I get and I guess basically my point is you you already lost in the sense that if you can keep from serving it at all go for it but you lost you're going to serve the vast majority of this suspension honestly I, you might as well just let it play out and not have it hang over yourself or this team any more than it already has. You lose! I mean, basically, that's, yeah. Hmm. So, I don't know if he's going to do that. I'm just saying, at this point, you couldn't keep it from happening, so why drag this into being a thing that goes on any longer than it has to, you know? Nick, talk to me about the roster spot. What happens with that roster spot at this point now that he's officially suspended? He will be suspended for four games at the very least, what happens with this roster spot right now? Well, they, they're going to have to sign somebody. It doesn't have to be from the practice squad, but it probably should be since it's somebody that's been around. Also, uh, tell me about that rule that, mm-hmm. that with with regards to the practice yeah, squad. Yeah, if if you go into a week and and, uh, and this has been changed over the last year, I believe, but if, if you go into a week um, and with fifty two on the go into a game with fifty two on your roster and you've got, of course, a full practice squad, then if you do that, then then you have to release 
not only three players from your practice squad, but they have to be the longest tenured players on your practice squad. So basically, just don't do that. It forces teams to forces say, teams. if you're going to have a practice squad yeah. and you got a spot on your roster. Because you could save cap money that way all day long and just say, all right, well, you, you're going to be inactive anyway. So instead of bringing up a you know Marquez White or whoever, Kellen Moore. They have to leave him off the team for three weeks. Three right? weeks. Yeah. yeah. So, so they're uh, definitely going to bring somebody, somebody up, and they will definitely put somebody on to yeah. – well, Maybe could be this defensive tackle that they brought up. Joe Villano. Joe Villano. Seems like it makes sense. He could probably play nose for you if you needed him to. But I, I would imagine, though, it's probably going to be a guy inactive. I would think. Oh, if they brought because, up if they brought up Villano, they could make Lewis Neal inactive because Villano is more of a one technique. Yeah. Kind of depends. I mean, depends on what they need. He's been here for all of three days, though. So Mark West White. I, you need a DB. I, mean, I don't know. I'm just you know the the if it's you not, don't you might not need anybody right now. You don't. Well, what really, about right? So the thing that's stand- Brian Brown. I mean, if if you Des doesn't play, I would argue that you have a sixth Noah? receiver in Noah yeah. Brown. Though so. I the thing I think of is uh, Tyron is dealing with injuries and Chaz Green has an injury history of his own. So I mean, you could bring up Kadeem Edwards if you wanted to. But it doesn't seem like there's a drastic need anywhere to where you're like, yep, that's what they're going to do. Like it's, I don't, it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. Well, we are certainly by the end of this show going to get some predictions from you guys. I know we've talked about this throughout the week and uh, what your your comfort level was, but for this particular game, by the end of the show, we'll definitely do our predictions and we'll see what you guys think about your uh, about whether your thoughts on whether the Cowboys can win this weekend or will win this weekend, I should say. Uh, changes now that Ezekiel Elliott will not be playing for sure this weekend and for the foreseeable future. All right, so let's talk. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about injuries. Yesterday, uh, there were two notable names that did not practice: Des Bryant, Tyron Smith. Uh, what do we know about those two at this point and their possibilities of being able to play this weekend? Well, Des talked in the locker room yesterday and basically said, "If it's up to him, he's going to play. It's not up to him, though." So uh, that's something worth keeping in mind, but. He was out there warming up. He didn't do anything. He did not do anything practice-related. Uh, he left the field after about six minutes, I think. Um, but I just, I just kind of I have this feeling like he's going to gear up and do his best to get through this and probably play. I don't have a good read on Tyron, but if I had to guess, I don't think he's going to play. So. Without Tyron Smith, Amber, are you even more concerned without Zeke and now Tyron Smith? A hundred percent. People have been attacking me like I'm – I don't know. How can you not be worried? People are attacking you for thinking it's bad to not yes. have Tyron and Z. It, it makes it makes absolutely no sense. I mean, how is that dumb? How can you not be concerned with the team losing those two guys at the same time? I am, 100%. And that changes my whole perspective of how this game is going to turn out. I know we're going to get into that later on, but... Uh, I was feeling pretty confident with the Cowboys beating the Falcons, but now I don't really feel as confident. Ironically, you got four guys, I think, on this team that you could make an argument that are your most valuable players. And presumably, you know one's going to be gone. Presumably, two could be gone. And there's a possibility three. Well, if you want to put Dez in that category. Dez probably fifth, in my opinion. Who are you talking about? Sean Lee. Oh, Dak Prescott. Oh, okay. If you're talking about most yeah, valuable I'm players, sorry. we talked I'm about sorry. that earlier this week, and I think we all agreed that those were kind of your yeah. most valuable players, right? I thought you were talking Dak about guys Prescott. that were hurt. No, I'm saying overall, looking at your team, you got Dak Prescott, you got yeah. Sean Lee, Tyron Smith, and Ezekiel Elliott are probably the four guys in no particular order that you would say are the most necessary players on this team. And right now, you know one for certain will be out this week. You think a second one in Tyron Smith will be out. And if you want to extend that out to the fifth player, maybe Dez is your fifth player. Possibly he would be out this game. That's a lot it. of very important players that will be missing. I look at it from just straight talent. You're just your most talented player mm-hmm. is that is out. And, and then, you know, Tyron Smith is probably your next best, and he's probably going to be out. And then from just a talent standpoint, I think Dez Bryant's right there, and he, he could be out. So. I have a question for you guys. I got people on Twitter, some kind of trying to make the argument, oh, well, you have Chas Green, and he's not a bad player. The only issue he has is, you know, injury-wise and staying healthy. Are you guys feeling confident enough with Chas Green in case Tyron does not play? Do you guys feel that the O-line will be just okay? 
be fine with chess. Two different things. Yeah, it is. It is. I think it could be okay. Yeah. I think they ain't going to be very good. I don't think... I mean, can't trust Chaz Green. He hasn't shown any reason to trust him for you know as a player in the last couple of years. So to replace Tyron Smith, that's going to be tough. And then you're going to be trying to grind out yards with Alfred Morris and Rod Smith and McFadden. For one game... For one game, I think I think they can be fine. Chaz, I mean, Chaz played two games last year and was pretty good. It won't be Tyron, but I think they can be fine. It's really, if we're getting into a scenario where you're talking about Chaz replacing Tyron for a month, that's where I get worried. Like, if it's for three hours on Sunday, I really, yeah, I think he can be fine. Here's the only I don't thing. know about four games, though. If he was doing that and he had a more experienced guard playing beside him, then I would agree with you. I think where you're starting to get into the the area that concerns me is you're now talking about Jonathan Cooper, who I think has been fine, but he's been fine in the context of Tyron Smith and Travis Frederick being, being on either side of him. Yep. Now you're changing that up, and it's Chaz Green and Jonathan Cooper on the left side. That worries me. That this worries me a lot. One of the like this is one of those situations where like it's like you know, like, and and I don't know if he's going to be able to get on the field on Sunday, but like. Ty- Tyron Smith just kind of has to find a way like that. I mean, hope so. You're just well, like you're just you're into the grind of the season. You see guys do that all the time. I mean, yeah. like we talked, Demarcus Lawrence put off season-ending surgery and wasn't as good of a player for two years because of it, but he gutted through it and did what he could. And like, I mean, if the Cowboys are going to accomplish their goals, it sucks to say because injuries are terrible. I can't imagine like trying to do that job when I wasn't feeling a hundred. Like my lower back hurts, and I'm a writer, and I'm in. Like, this sucks. I can't imagine being a football player, you yeah. know? Um, but you got to do crap like that. And if he – I mean, I don't – he might have to miss a game, but, like, Tyron Smith is just going to have to find a way to not let this take him out for too long of a period of time. I mean, it's just amazing when you think about this. And then Jason Witten, in 15 years, yeah, has never had anything – I mean, he has had things like that, but, like, why doesn't he miss games? Like what? What does it when you're looking at Tyron Smith and you, or Dez and his knee, and you're like, mm, shut him down? No, nope, not gonna happen. But yet, Jason Witten has never had that moment. I don't believe it. It just makes it's just just weird of why why it's never happened with Witten, and it happens with other guys. And they need Tyron Smith big time in this game. And I, I feel like they're gonna look at it and go, no, nah, it's not good. And not only that, but I think you have to consider the fact. I mean, you guys saw the game. I assume you saw the game last night with Richard yeah. Sherman. Been battling Achilles problems all week, and he was like, it's not right, something's yeah. not right. And then what happens? Now it's ruptured, and he's gone for the season. Not to say that this is the same injury. with It's not even close, Achilles versus groin. But my point is, sometimes when, when a player pushes it and when sometimes when a player plays, even when he has an injury and even when he knows something's not right, there is always the potential yeah. that it turns into something much bigger. Thank right? God that's not here. I know. Just – I'm just talking about a player that was banged up all week and then had a season-ending injury with the same injury, having to deal with that, the trainers we've got. Thursday night football is such a clown Well, did you notice that when he got hurt and once they got him up to walk off the field, like the guy was – well, the guy was – I assume it was their trainer or doctor or someone. He kind of pushed the dude, and it it made me wonder, like, was he upset? that, you know, this guy has been talking to him all week and he knew this was coming and he still played or whatever, but he was visibly upset and pushed that guy out of the way, like, get away from me, you know, and it's, I don't know, it's a tough situation because I bet any amount of money, he was just as much like wanted, I'm sure it wasn't like somebody was pushing him to play. He, these guys want to play, right? Yeah, it's the player. It's right. never it's, it's, the, the trainer. But, it's but any given Sunday where they just go out and say, you're going to play. Right. Like, that doesn't happen. And it sounds like, at least from what Dez was talking about, like, he knows – I still I might want to play, but at the end of the day, it's going to be somebody else's cost, whether medically I can or cannot. Well, he kept play. repeating that over and right. over. He's like, "It's not my decision; it's Britt." Right. So, right. it's not these games aren't needed. They're just not. I, I, oh, Thursday? Thursday night games. They they think that they're needed, you know, because they want to just dominate the the market. But I I just it's not good. It, everything that they say about health and 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 trying to protect players and then to throw them out there on a Thursday night it's not here's the one thing i will say though it's utter i saw i saw a uh, a graphic this morning that said that if they take away the Thursday night package the amount of money they make on the Thursday night package every team will now be this the salary cap for every team will now go down i think it was 7.2 or 7 million somewhere in there and on average that means 130 something thousand dollars per player 
that it goes down. Is everybody willing to give up that money? That's the question. Now, the, the guys that are highly paid, maybe so. But is everybody willing to accept the fact that now the salary cap's going to go down, which means that the amount that they're going to be able to pay their players now goes down by $7 million per team? That's their thing to figure out. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be that way. It's just the way that it's just the way that it is. It's the way that the because of the Sunday night or the Thursday night package that they've okay. Well, so nothing's gonna happen overnight. It's gonna happen in the new CBA. So just overcompensate or or whatever and fix it and where you're not gonna lose as, as much money. Well, I mean, that's that's all about like the revenue, whatever the revenue is, well, they're get gonna get more a certain from percentage. Fox, then. Get more from CBS and on I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, you can they can figure that out. They don't have to play games on Thursday. I don't. Know. All I'm saying is there is a money component to this that I think everybody has to be aware of because it affects the players as well, and the players have to be aware of that too if they're pushing to say. And they may still say, "Hey, it's worth it to us to not have Thursday games and give up that revenue." I'm just saying that's a part of the equation here is the amount of money that they would be giving up. You know? Yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, let's get some. Let's real quick before we get to our first break. Uh, let's see if we can figure out inactives. It seems pretty straightforward. I'll throw out some names. Um, you guys tell me if we're on the right track here. Dan Bailey. Uh, the assumption would be that either Tyron Smith or Byron Bell will be inactive. Um, ben Aben Wickery, that's three. Justin Durant, that's four. Blake Jarwin is five. Um, and then you're looking at a situation where assuming that they're going to have to bring somebody up for Ezekiel Elliott's spot, my assumption would be whoever that is probably is yeah. going to be inactive at least this week. That makes six. And then you're looking at either, say, a Lewis Neal or possibly Noah Brown as your seventh player. Who do you guys think rounds out that? Uh, it could group? be Noah Brown. So you think Lewis. you think Dez is just a lock? No. I, I mean, I guess I should have said Noah Brown or Dez Bryant. Okay. If Dez is playing – then you might feel like you need that I'm keeping spot. them anyways because I mean I know Terrence Williams hopped off the field you know last week too and he hasn't been on the injury report but still with him and Dez I I, I think I want no yeah Brown I think you want all six receivers up for this so you think Lewis Neal then becomes your seventh guy um Taco <laughs> that was pretty good uh I would throw out I Justin would. Justin March Lillard as a possibility and McFadden. No, you can't do that. Would you one. do that? No. Would you go into this game with just two running backs? I mean, no, probably not. But I mean, doesn't sound like he's going to play anyways. What he about your play. boy? What about your boy Chidobe? I think he's playing. You think so? I think it, I think it's a lock that he's going to be active this week. Personally, okay. Whether he plays a lot on defense, I don't know that. I think they'll probably work him in on special teams. I think he'll get some opportunities uh, to play on defense. I think That's it I look at it. probably has a lot to do with the other injuries this team's facing, but I don't think it's a lock by any stretch. I mean, well, I'll say this. If he's not, do you think Benet Benwickery then is active? So it's really just one spot anyway. Yeah, right? probably. No, yeah, I'd be surprised if they sat two corners right. or DBs, whatever you want to say. So, But Justin March Lillard is another guy. That That's I a good would. one. Yeah, I didn't even think about him. Um, and then, yeah, probably Lewis Neal if they need to. Just depend. It really depends on what happens with Tyron and Dez, I think. Because if if both of those guys sit, then that's two of the seven that are accounted right. for by guys you weren't expecting to have to sit. So because they don't have Price, this, obviously this week. So they've been going into games with Price and Malik Collins and David Irving as your three. Mm-hmm. So and Ash. Ash, Ash forgot about Ash. So then you don't have Price, then you. You could go three and just stick with Ash, or you could bring make Neil active got, as well. I think you Mayo, probably uh, need to make a, have a Lawrence, point, right? Taco. Yeah, I think you need one of those guys. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I think Lewis Neal is going to be active. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, maybe not the linebacker. You know, I think I think Atlanta. I don't know though. Atlanta is tough to because of you know we talk about this running back by committee, but you listen to Rod Marinelli yesterday. He was saying that you know these guys are about as good as, they, as it gets when it comes to like a one-two punch because they, the, mm-hmm. the, the, what the Falcons do with um, uh, Freeman and then Tevin Coleman. So both tough to bring down. That being said, I think you'd have to go – I think you're going to have to go with a lot of base defense, though, in this game. I mean, they, they will spread them around, but I still think they, they're going to have to play base defense a lot. So I don't know if you want to go too thin on, at linebacker. Well, as Dave was saying earlier this week, you know, they run a lot of their 12 personnel, and it's not – I think last year it seemed, at least from the games I saw, it seemed like they were more of an 11 personnel team last year. 
I don't think that's doesn't sound like that's what they're doing mostly this year. They're an 11 personnel team that for some reason wants to play kind of like what the Cowboys did a few years ago with Gavin Escobar. Like, yeah. oh, this doesn't really make sense, but the Patriots. We got them, so let's do it. The Patriots do it, so we'll do it too. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah. Maybe well, doing it again right now with Ryan Switzer, maybe? I think 28-3 might have made them want to be more like the Patriots. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just maybe the Falcons aggravate me. Because I just don't think they're playing efficiently. Oh, well. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, uh, we are going to play a little game of see or no, and that'll get you guys ready for this upcoming game. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. We, the entertainment-loving people, want a smartphone built for us. With AT&T and DirecTV, you can get the Samsung Galaxy S8. With an infinity edge-to-edge screen, it's perfect for entertainment. We want exactly what you just said. Buy a Samsung Galaxy S8 and get one free after bill credits when you buy both on AT&T Next and have DirecTV. Visit your local AT&T store today. Buy each for $750 on installment agreement with eligible service. New line is free up to $750 in credits over 30 months. Credits start in two to three bills if service canceled by balance due. Taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Limited time offers. See store for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black. Look good. Smell good. Feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you back to the break welcome back it is the second segment of the break live from the swbc mortgage studios at the star time for a little see or no amber let's go will the cowboys running backs combine for over 100 yards rushing against the combine combine c c combine for over 100 yards um just the running backs, though, right? We're not talking about the quarterback being added into that. Running backs. See, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna do it. They're gonna do it, man. Yeah, you're gonna see. Okay. You're convinced of that, Rod Smith gang, right here. Thirty-eight. Get on the bandwagon 30. now. Forty-five. Thirty-eight plus thirty plus forty is over hundred. It is. It's not exciting, but no. And it's not gonna have anybody talking on Monday. But I think I said in my column eighty-seven, like. 87, 45, and 17 or something like that. Like, I think they're going to run for like 140 yards. Dang. How much is the quarterback going to lead them in rushing? No. no. Alfred, Alfred Morris is going to lead them in rushing. Dak will throw some in too, though. You got McFadden on a 17? Mm-hmm. It's a nice carry. Hmm. All right. With Zeke being out, will the Cowboys really need to rely on the defense in order to win the next games? C. No. No, they don't have to rely on the defense. I mean, it's I mean, a, they can't. That's a tough question. They, they can't rely on the defense. I will tell you this. If, I will, if, if the defense doesn't play as well as it's been playing the last three weeks, they will not win the next two games. But maybe they're playing well because of Zeke. That's my point. So now we're about to find out, are they good enough to play without Zeke in the way that they've played the last three weeks? If they are not, I don't think it will be enough to beat these two teams they have coming up in the next two weeks. I guess my point is just like, you're you're not you're not going to win these games if your offense isn't scoring 24 or more. I really I, against a team that's not giving up 
very many, what, they, I think the most they've given up 26, is that what we said yesterday? And yeah. 21's the average? Seven And 17 is the average over the last month, but you need... So you're saying they're not going to win. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just okay. saying the offense needs to be playing well, and the defense, the defense has to play as well as it has the last two weeks, but, like, I'm trying to tell you that I don't think the Cowboys are going to win like a 12 to 10 slugfest. That's not what they've been the last three weeks when they've played really well. I know that. And that's my point. But yeah, if the offense goes, if if the offense goes in the tank and they're not humming the way that they have been, it won't matter how well the defense is playing. That's really what I'm trying to say. I get you. And I, and I agree with that. I guess what I'm saying is I think I agree with your first point that I still think the offense can move. I don't think it'll be as explosive, but I think it still can move. So I think they'll still score some points. Maybe not get into the 30s, but I do think they'll get it into the low to mid-20s. And that's why I say this defense is going to have to be as good as it's been the last three weeks in order for that to be enough. Uh, Because I don't think – I think the offense takes a step back and the defense is going to have to make up that difference and hold teams under uh, under that – you know, somewhere in that upper teens, low 20s in order to win. And that's tough. That's a tough thing to ask against Atlanta if they're clicking that day. And certainly against really? Philadelphia, so, so the way Philadelphia. The question is: is uh, the question was, are they going to rely on the defense? So against the Chiefs, did they rely on the defense or did they rely on the offense? They relied on the offense. Right. Okay. That's right. And they always have and always will. Right. So that's I'm just we just answered the question. The, and that's relying on the offense with Zeke. Zeke's out of the picture. I'm just saying that, like, you, the, the formula doesn't change. Next, you're not you're not winning games leaning on the defense. Like going into a game, like, all right, let's just let's get seven points on the board, and the defense will do the rest. Like that ain't happening. So agree. Who all does right. it happen with Alabama? <laughs> <laughs> not true. All right, Nugent has a perfect game. No, mm. no, doesn't miss anything. Need him to. No, he's gonna miss an extra point. That's my. That's actually my crazy prediction. I think you'll have a perfect game. He's okay. been what? Has he not been perfect since he's been here? He hasn't. Has he missed? He missed, missed one. a field goal. Field goal. He has forty nine. All I'm, I'm sorry. Is he has no, I, I agree. I'm, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. What I'm saying is, I think for what for what he's been asked to do, he's been he's been really really good. So. Nah, I disagree. I don't think you hit the upright on a on an extra point. I th- I think that's it counts. Counts. It counts, but it doesn't mean that you're that you're perfect, and it, and it definitely means that you're only about ten inches away from from missing an extra point. It counts. As long as he makes it, it in. I mean, Dan's hit the upright before too. We call him a good kicker, so it happens. I think he goes two for two on the day. So yeah, I mean, statistically he'll be perfect, but like he's he's far from a perfect kicker. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. Right. Okay. Taco guess his second. No. Set. No. No? No. Come on, man. What? No. You don't think he's on a roll now? No. He's been pretty, I really wish there really were, like, high this week. No is the same in all the romance languages, or else I would say, like, I can't say. Another way? Yeah, there's no other way Yet. to say no. Yeah, there Yet. you go. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Russian. See? I like it. Yeah. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> is that your answer? No! Is that from Star- Madagascar? It's from Star Wars. <laughs> that was Madagascar. Ugh. All right. Will the Cowboys get a holding penalty call in their favor? <laughs> no. Have they had one all season? In the last, somebody like, told me they haven't done it in a long time. I don't know. How there's something floating so. around the internet. Like they haven't been the beneficiary of a holding call in like six weeks or something yeah. like that. Which is, it's like, it's an abnormality. Kind of crazy. Huh? Some, like, you just think about it. Like yeah. it probably happens every place. So the fact that it's not been called in six games is pretty. It's almost like there's strange. a conspiracy by the NFL against just saying. the Cowboys. I'm just saying. Uh, they did bench their best player for six games. So. Hmm. Maybe there is a conspiracy against the Cowboys. Oh, Zeke, you mean? Oh, oh I, th- yeah. I was thinking defense. Oh, there definitely is a conspiracy. <laughs> Y'all are sure. The what? face you just made, what? Derek. Well, who doesn't know there's a conspiracy funny. against the Cowboys? Like, that's known. Like, we know that, right? Why would anybody conspire against the league's most visible and successful team? Like, if anybody... That's won- the point. It makes well, because maybe their owner's trying to fire the boss. Ooh, now we're into the No, case. here's the question. Who's the boss? <gasps> I don't That's know. the problem. Who's the boss here? Uh, Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Skandrick and Brown will hold Julio to under 125, 125 yards. Is Julio even going to play? 
I think that might be that the, is actually a good question. Forget Zeke. That might be the biggest variable in this whole thing because I I think they're going to be able to run the ball. And the only thing that really terrifies me about the Falcons is that big guy just streaking open downfield. And if he's out, it changes a lot. It changes stuff. everything. Yeah. Taylor Gabriel. Now we're don't even. Scare me. Yeah. Now we're even. If Zeke's not there and Julio's not there, now you're even. To quote Nick. He's going to play. Well, so, I mean, <laughs> what? He'll, he'll play. They always play against the Cowboys. It's just that's <laughs> what they him do. Up. That's just give him some tortle. Uh I think he'll play, though. And okay. you're going to mock me and then you're going to say it. <laughs> um, Are you red, Nick? I don't know. Turned red. You said right. over 130? 135. I, I bet he'll have 120 or something like that. Yeah, like he's going to have a great. So was it was it C or no? Like I'm trying to figure out where I'm supposed to be. The question was, gonna, will he go over 135 or will they hold him under 135? Hold him under. No. Yeah, he's going to. If he plays, if he's he going to have a good day. If he plays, I think he'll have a good day. That doesn't mean they win. I'm going to say under because, you know, if he doesn't play, then there's, there's under. And then. Uh, you don't think he's going to play? If he doesn't play, then you know you have that working for you. And then if he does play, he's probably going to be hobbled around a little bit. So I don't know, 120 yards, 135. Larry Fitz put up 160, and they still won that game by 11 points. So, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. That's it, because they didn't have any running backs. It's true. Yeah, that's it was, a good point. It was before oh, but we also know Atlanta will go away from their running backs even when their running backs are successful, right? So that is true. They may take their running backs when? out of the game. Yesterday or like, Sunday. Think about their numbers this year. You have, you might have one they did it in the Super Bowl, too. Yeah, good point. When they're up by 28. Tough day for the Seahawks. All those guys are hurt. Wow. Cam oh, Chancellor, well. Richard Sherman, Dwayne Brown, Scott Dwayne Brown, Frank Clark, C.J. Procise. It's a game of attrition, man. It's a game of attrition. Have you guys ever seen – and I saw this uh, – I saw this. I'm sorry to no, hijack good. the game. But have you guys seen that there was a – Somebody put on Twitter, they put the list of all the big-name players that have been hurt this season and are out for the year. I don't know that I've seen a season like that, like in the time I've watched football. Do you guys remember a season where it just seemed like that many stars were lost for the year? I I can only think of two. Who? Who's been out? Beckham? Rodgers is out. Rodgers. Beckham is out. Watt. Watt. Deshaun Watson. Watson. Uh, Now Richard Sherman, who's... Maybe the most second most visible defender in the league behind Watt, probably. Right. Um, there's more though. There are the, the list was like it was a list of probably 15 names, and it was like, yeah, that's a star. Yep, that's a star. It's, and it was there were significant players. I mean, these are big name players that are that are out for the season. It seems. I mean, it happens every year. Like huge players go out every year, but it definitely. I mean, this seems worse than ever before. And it, I mean, it's like like I wrote about it in my column last night. Like between Rodgers, Watt, and Beckham. And and I would even, like even after seven games, I'd throw Deshaun Watson in there too. Like those are guys where you're like, wait, he's playing. Let me get the remote. Like yeah. I want to watch that guy. And now they're not playing. Even a guy like Fox. like uh, like Dalvin Cook, who had such a great start to the season, and then he's out for the year. I mean, yeah. if you even get to that next layer of players, like and it's just, hey, it's like a lot of guys. Throw Zeke in there. He's not hurt, but right. he's one of the most exciting running backs in the game, and he's out for six weeks. So it's been and this season has kind of sucked. It's been a weird, it's yeah. been a really weird year. Will the Cowboys defense have another good game? C. I think they're going to win. So by that, I mean they'll. I think they'll have more points than the opponent when it's over. So I guess C. I don't know. I mean, I don't think they're going to dominate by any stretch, but I think they'll play well. I say, I say C. Honestly, I mean, I want to know about Julio. I, I believe he changes everything. I believe in this defense now. I mean, I, I was waiting to see what they would do against Kansas City. After what they did against Kansas City, I believe that this is a good defense. What I want to see is if they're good enough to be like that without Zeke being on the opposite side of the ball. Now, if they can show me that, then I'm really a believer that this is a legit defense. They've built something here, and now you just keep adding pieces to it. But um, but I, I, I'm starting to be a believer that this defense can be really good. I'm not and I'm I'm not trying to move the goalpost like I don't want to be the guy that's like, well, this is the real test. I know they passed that yeah. one, but you know, it's an MVP caliber quarterback with a lot of weapons on the road. In it's indoors, so you know the weather will be good. Right. So like I said, I I believe that they can get sacks and I believe that they can get takeaways cuz they've been doing it. So 
It's not so much that I don't believe, but I just think this will be a very challenging game for them. Oh, absolutely. Like all those factors. So if they do it against Matt Ryan in this environment, that will be a, a statement, a really strong statement. Let's go backwards two weeks ago. If you guys were looking at these two teams the Cowboys are going to have to face in Kansas City and Atlanta, which one would you have said was going to be the toughest matchup from a standpoint of the defense, the Cowboys defense having to match up with their offense? On, I mean, Kansas City. I'm, I still can't believe how well they right. played in that game. And that's my point. Like, we keep talking about Atlanta and how good they are, and I agree. They're good. Kansas City was better. But Kansas City yeah. was better. And no the doubt. fact that they were able to do what they did against Kansas City, especially in the second half, and when you really think about it, I'm not the one, again, to take away a play, but you have to consider the fact that the way they scored that play right before the half, outside of that play, there was that was a pretty dominating performance. You say you're not the type to take away a play, but we talk about that all the time on this show. Like you take away plays all That's the time. That's not taking away a play. What I'm saying is I know what you're saying. I'm except for that smart. play, that was a very, very dominating performance by the defense. No, and it so was. when you talk about that kind of performance against an offense that we think is better than the offense they're gonna play this week, I'm, I think you can't I'm help okay. but say that they're they're really good. I'm okay taking away that play because it's one thing to just let a guy go 80 yards up the middle for a run on a base defense and say, take that play out. Well, you can't because you were trying to stop him. But when you're talking about an abnormal scheme where you probably don't practice a lot and you're not going to really face that situation again that, that too oh, much off. That caliber player? I absolutely agree with you all. I just like to give Derek a hard time because he says stuff like that all the time. And I love it. It's good. We get good conversation out of it. Go ahead. There's just one last one, and Dave, you pretty much already answered this one, but in case that Tyron Smith does not play the O-line, it's going to do their job and be good. And, again, we talked about that earlier, but. Mm. So, you know no. that. Do enough. <laughs> enough. No, if they don't have Tyron Smith, they're going to they're gonna struggle, and you're going to notice it quickly. You're like, Vic who? Like, which Beasley? Vic Beasley, not Cole Beasley. Vic Beasley, the one that has two sacks already in the first quarter. That guy. You think it would be that bad? Even with a quarterback that's mobile, that can get out of trouble, you think it's going to be like one of those kind of days? Yep. Yep. You know the infomercial for the um, yep. the spray that, like, fixes leaks and stuff? Like, the guy's like, yeah, I, yeah. He's like I put it in this boat, and it's still, fl-. like, it's going to be like that. That's like... Flex seal. <laughs> yeah, flex seal. Thanks, Kent. Like, it's going to, like, you just spray this thing down with flex seal, and, like, the water's going to come in. You probably don't want that to be your permanent solution, but, like, you can, It'll get, hold. You can get there. It starts bubbling up, and you think, well, it's going like, to give, it's no, going to yeah, give, like, but you're it gonna doesn't get at, really give. You're going to get out of the boat, and your shoes are going to be wet, but you're right. going to have gotten there. So, Chaz Green is duct tape. Yes. That's exactly <laughs> what he is, and that's okay. We had the diaper last year, now we got the duct tape. <laughs> I think, I, I just... It's ugly. I mean, it's just dark gray. Just not trying to hide anything. But it does the job, right? It can hold your car together. Like it, it can do a lot of things. I don't want him starting at tackle for a month because I don't trust that he can even make it through a month. But one game, he's a talented player. He's a top 100 pick. He's done it before. His adrenaline's going to be pumping because he knows that it's all on him. If if you know if they're supposed to be successful, he has to play well. I think they'll be they'll be fine. It won't be their best performance of the year, but they can play well enough to score points. All right, let's take our final break. Come back. We're going to get some questions from you guys. 214-872-2102 is our number. You can also hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. This is The Break. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. We, the entertainment-loving people, want a smartphone built for us. With AT&T and DirecTV, you can get the Samsung Galaxy S8 with an infinity edge-to-edge screen that's perfect for entertainment. We want exactly what you just said. Buy a Samsung Galaxy S8 and get one free after bill credits when you buy both on AT&T Next and have DirecTV. Visit your local AT&T store today. Buy each for $750 on installment agreement with eligible service. New line is free up to $750 in credits over 30 months. Credits start in two to three bills if service canceled by balance due. Taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Limited time offers. See store for details. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas and football, silver and blue. 
shotgun formations, and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Back to the break line of stuff in there yet welcome back it's the final segment of the break live from the swbc mortgage studios and speaking of having new lines nick what do you have to tell us if you buy a pair of tommy john underwear and do not think it's the best pair you've ever had you'll get your money back that's how strongly tommy john feels about their underwear so shop exclusive cowboys underwear at tommyjohn.com forward slash cowboys you get 20 percent off your first order if you don't think it's the best, you'll get your money back. But you probably will because it is the best. Thank you. Cowboys. Cowboys. Taco. <laughs> Cowboys. All right, we're going to get some questions. Call us, 214-872-2102 is our number. You can also hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. Let's get a phone call first from Thomas in Mississippi. Thomas, what up? What's up, Derek? How you doing, man? David and Amber. Hey. What up? I just have two two comments. Uh I know last week uh, there was the only one that leading the Cowboys against Kansas City. Don't get me wrong. Kansas City was a great team, but I think the Cowboys are a really good team. You know, they they are good in all phases. They're a complete team. I think I was listening to Rick Dodds on the morning show talking about Chris Jones as a punter. So I think and we, I think if we had uh, Sean Lee who played in the Green Bay in the uh, Rams game, I think we won those two games. I think with Demarcus Lawrence and with uh, David Irvin, Sean Lee, and Scandrick, I think we are a complete team. I know we're gonna miss Zeke; he's a special back, but I think the other backs are, are really good. We're gonna miss Tyron, but I think Chaz Green will be serviceable. So I think, you know, even that game a few a couple of years ago when we had Allen down by a few points, I think our defense will be the difference this time to keep us in the game, and our offense and uh, that will really uh, take us over. That's my comments. I appreciate y'all guys. Enjoy y'all's show. See y'all later. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks, Thanks, man. You know, yeah, Sean Lee might have helped him win some those two games, maybe. But would David Johnson have helped Arizona win that game in week three? I mean, they couldn't run the ball at all. They struggled down in the red zone. Would Odell, would they have beaten the Giants if Odell played? I mean, I probably, the way the Giants have been, I just think it just all works out, you know. It all works out in those ways. I, I see a lot of people that, that that will say that, man, they were eight and eight, but they could have easily been twelve and four. Okay, but you probably could have been four and twelve too. So it all just works out. It's the beauty of the NFL. Yeah, I mean, they, they've had some games they could have won without some, of the, but but look at that list we just talked about. The Cowboys have been in pretty good shape when it comes to injuries this year. Knock on better than the vast majority of teams. Yep. So you know, haven't had that major and, injury and, and I th- for the season, right? Yeah, I think his point, and he wasn't making excuses. He He's trying to say this is a good football team. With Sean Lee, they're a good team. This is a balanced team. I, I get what he's saying. It just made me think about, you know, it goes both ways. They've had to play some some teams without some of their best players. So Yeah, it, it's interesting. I mean, you know, yeah, I, I definitely picked the Chiefs to beat the Cowboys. I don't even feel sorry about it. Like, the Cowboys exceeded my expectations. Sorry. That's I never feel sorry about that. Well, I I don't feel. I guess what I'm picked them to beat the Broncos. I guess what I'm trying to say is I I feel justified in making that pick. Like if you're trying to tell me yeah. I'm dumb for not seeing that coming, I don't. I disagree. But that was going to be my point. I might feel bad Monday. Yeah, if they win, I'm going to feel bad then. Hmm. So you're about to make a prediction? Yeah. Yeah. We doing it? Not yet. Oh, sorry. Okay. Well, I was just going to like. Doing it. And I I just spent 15 minutes saying I think Chaz will be fine. I think the running backs will be fine. But like. How many people are out there just like, I mean, other than Nick's talking about Chaz Green, like how many people are like, yeah, Chaz is going to be a turnstile. They're dead in the water. They're (laughs) freaking awful. Like nobody was saying that heading into Denver and they got it put on them. So 
it, it's this game is like largely unpredictable and you just make your best guess with the information that you have and sometimes you're right and sometimes you're wrong like it's just the way it goes i don't yep. know so. all right let's take a question from twitter <clears throat> so if the cowboys lose this weekend against the falcons should there be a very alarming concern here moving forward and i and i guess that question i mean it's very um, broad, I would say, because the Cowboys could play well and still lose, you know. So, but in re- it's regarding, you know, Tyron Smith in case he's out. And, I'm glad you set me up for that because I was about to pull my Mickey and be like, "Well, how'd they lose? Like, I mean, <laughs> if they get their doors blown off, forty to ten, yeah, that's that's alarming. If they lose on a last second field goal, but Chaz plays the game of his life and they run for 150 yards, it's way less alarming than it could be. You know, uh, this would be a bad game to lose with Philly coming in town the next week. And this is a team that's looking like it'll be a part of the NFC wildcard picture. So it would definitely be troubling. But I mean, I can think of worse things than being five and four heading into a big division game. I mean, if you lose both of these games, that's uh, that's pretty rough. Like that's that's not good. But Five and four with a chance to beat a division team and stay alive in the wild card hunt. Like losing this game isn't the end of the world, but I don't think they will beat the Eagles. I mean, maybe my opinion will change over the next nine days, but I doubt that happens, which makes this game all the more important. So it would be at least a little bit alarming if they don't win. The division games matter, obviously, the most of any games, but you get outside of the division games, Atlanta, Seattle are the two games left on the schedule I think the Cowboys must win. And and I don't mean that means must win or you don't get in playoffs. I mean that for their best shot at getting in the playoffs, they need those two games. You said that yesterday, said. right, Nick? Like, we were we were like, yeah, nine wins probably gets you a wild card. And Nick was like, if it's the right nine, Yeah, it's sure. all about who, who it is, yeah. right? So those two games, that's why this game, it would be alarming if they lose. Yeah. It doesn't matter how they play. It will be alarming if they lose because it now puts them in a very tough situation with the wild cards at standings. I still disagree with that because, like I said, if they play freaking great and lose, at least you think, all right, they can do this without Zeke. They can still play the way they want to play. They're still a decent football team. If they look like they forgot what they're even doing because they don't have Zeke, or, I mean, if the wheels just fall off and Atlanta runs them out of the building, I think that's a whole different scenario than losing a heartbreaker you know because at least playing well and losing I'm at least like all right well we've got five more opportunities to get this thing on the right track if they just look hapless that's another conversation that's all good but you can't get that game back and that loss is still going to be that loss and when you get to the end of the season and you're figuring out who's going to be the wild card no matter whether you played well and lost or played poorly and lost that loss is still going to matter playing poorly and losing just at least gives me confidence that you can play I mean playing well and losing gives me confidence that you can that maybe you get some wins that you didn't expect to get yeah sure yeah absolutely that makes sense so obviously he was supposed to miss the first six games of the season and now he's going to miss these six I think when you look at it, this is a little bit more favorable to the Cowboys. Really? Yeah, I think these six games right here. Now that because you know know the teams a little bit more, I don't know if they beat the Cardinals with without Zeke. I mean, I'm not sure. He didn't play great in that game, but same with the Giants. I mean, it's hard it's hard to factor that in now. But if you just look at it at Atlanta, then you got home games against Philly, the Chargers, the Redskins, at the Giants, and at the Raiders. I mean. Without with Morris and Rod Smith and McFadden, I don't know about the Eagles, but they could beat the Chargers. You can. You can beat the Redskins, of course, on Thursday night. At the Giants, you could definitely win that game. And then at Oakland, I mean, they're not playing great either. So I'm not saying they will because you can never to a certainty predict anything in the NFL. But take the roster 1-53, to the location of the game, and what, what they both do. The Cowboys should beat the Chargers the Redskins, and the Giants. I think they should win those three games. Redskins? I'm not, yeah. Again, I didn't say will. Yeah, I, I did not so. say No, no, no. I, I'm saying when you say should, though, should. that makes it seem to me at least that they're clearly a better team. I, I think, think they're about equal with Washington. Do you not? Better team playing at home. I mean, again, not saying will. I think they're a better team in that okay. situation. Um, and then Oakland's not playing well. and the, So Oakland – Atlanta and Philly are the three where you're just like, well, we'll see how this goes. But if you can at least get those three, 
Three and three is not the end of the world. I mean, if you're eight and six for heading into the last two weeks of the season and you have Zeke back, I can think of way worse places to be. Yeah, and now that team you're going to play when Zeke returns is without one of their best players in Richard Sherman. And that list, depending on how many of those guys come back, they had a pretty full list of guys that got hurt last night as well. So, yeah, that that's certainly looking more like a winnable game. Uh, not that it wasn't before, but it certainly looks much more promising. He just now. can't look like Joe Looney when he comes back, though. Zeke. Oh, it's true. That is a good point. I mean, he needs to to he needs to whatever he's going to be doing in six weeks. I mean, that I think is is what we're not talking about as much. Is just what's he going to be doing? So next, who's Tuesday, taking care of this? Have Zeke talk. Have you ever seen the training mon? I know you have because you love the Rocky movies. Oh yeah, the training montage in Rocky Four. Where he like runs to the top of the mountain, yeah, like Drago, and as like, Drago's like in his facility, yeah. where he's punching this thing, yeah. showing how many no, PSI, and I don't care about that. But he's gonna be running away from like Todd Williams and <laughs> in the car. <laughs> <laughs> no, Zeke's just Zeke's gonna be running up and down mountains and stuff. I don't, I don't. He's know. gonna be lifting people. Yeah, he's gonna be a ton of here in Dallas. <laughs> he's gonna be <laughs> hanging out at his house like three miles from here and and going to the gym. That's what he's gonna be doing. All this uh, with a picture of what Seattle on his window. He's his, gonna on turn his mirror. Into or a picture cowboy. of Goodell. That's it. Yeah. Picture of Goodell on his mirror. There's a concrete cowboy across from Not the. Not good. Facility. Is that legal? Like, could he hang out in that bar? That's a public place. It's on Cowboy's property. It doesn't matter. It's a public place. Yeah, so he's just going to hang out on the deck at Concrete Cowboy and and kind of like look over there. Yeah, look over at us. Is it it Cowboy's property? I mean, no, it's not. not. Anything outside of the facility is is not. Jerry Jerry Jones does not. I wonder why you know this so much. But that doesn't mean it's Cowboy's property. I don't want to tell you how I do. Jones and Jones' family property. It's from a good source. Okay. All right. Well, in that case. The Ring of Honor goes all the way down the street. So maybe it is the Cowboy's. No. That's not, but that doesn't mean it's the Cowboys' property. I'll be Cowboys fit. Can he go there? Probably not. I'll be looking for. Can he go there? I don't know. Cowboys fit. Question. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just make an exception here. I think he really can if he wanted to. Yeah, technically, yeah, it's a public place. I guess. Yeah. I, I I doubt Zeke. He's not on the level where he's got his own home gym. Like that's Tom Brady money right there. You know, Romo had his own gym. That's true. Romo, that's a good point. Is Romo super I'm just rich? Kidding. I don't know if he had his own gym. But I wonder where I wonder where he'll go. Like, is Zeke just gonna buy a subscription to Lifetime Fitness? Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't just know. go rolling in. I don't know. I mean, what they've got the Michael Johnson Fitness. Center. Oh, that's like, true. Yeah, there's like probably. some places where professional yeah. athletes train. Yeah, that's a good point. In the city this and, team and around leads the country, the league and having suspension suspended players go somewhere, they have a spot. Yeah, uh, trust me. They have a spot. They have a guy. <laughs> they yeah, have, our, our, go see this dude. Yeah, spend some no, time with him. Go the, see Frank. Like, hey, Cowboys. He's ops. got this clipboard. Like, who we got? Oh, <laughs> let's see. Ezekiel. Nope. Oh, yeah. Party. Go by Zeke, right? Lawrence okay. Cowboys. Frank. Cowboys ops has like a binder where <laughs> that's the seventeen. Like, All right, you're suspended. Here you go. All right, <laughs> running back. Here's your plan. Go take care of it. <laughs> All right, let's get another question from Twitter. What do you think would be the biggest slash toughest matchup in this game? If he plays. If he plays Julio, Julio against these DBs, no doubt. What if he doesn't? Who would be the next one? Uh, Sean Lee and Anthony Hitchens dealing with these running backs. Both of them, Coleman and Freeman. Which one do you, do you worry about more? Or do you worry about either? Are they the same to you? You know, I think I was going to say this yesterday and I got sidetracked, like, Freeman's kind of a smaller guy. He doesn't strike you as being this big power back, but like he is a load. Yeah, Thanks. like he crushes people. So he does. It reminds but, me of Gurley a little bit. Maybe not as fast, but yeah. he does remind me of that kind of style. I think he's underutilized as a receiver. Like the fact that he's only got 137 receiving yards is strange to me. Um, so Freeman, but Coleman's really good too. I think it's they'll both be worth watching. And it seems like last year they used Coleman a little bit more catching out of the backfield. That's what he was that was kind of his role. They still use him in that way this year. Like it's nothing for him to have four, five, six catches in a game. But it seems like they're not doing it quite as much as they were doing it last season. So I think the matchup is gonna be uh Matt Ryan. I, I know Amber they talked about it, him against the Blitz. He's really good there. Like that's to me is a matchup. It's just that chess matchup. Figuring out, okay, here 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 comes, you know, here comes pressure off the edge. I'm gonna get it to these, you know, uh, these hot routes. I I just think that that he's the guy. He's the guy to to watch here. He's the he's the MVP. He's coming off a great year. He's not having a great performance, but I, I just feel like 
I know I always say this a lot, but I just feel like a game like this, you know, they've been talking in Atlanta, what's wrong with our team, you know, all week long? What's wrong with Julio? What's wrong with the passing game? I've just seen it happen too many times that this is where it just kind of clicks here. Clicks here in early November. Long season. But teams tend to do that as the season goes on. It's not about how you start. Yeah. yeah. All right. Another question. Out of the Let's running see. backs, who do you guys think will get the red zone touches? Out of the who? Running backs. Running backs. Mm. I'm just going to defer toward Alfred. And I'm like, it, we have no idea what yeah, to expect. Know. I mean, we haven't yeah. seen this team play running back without Zeke, not counting that stupid Philly game in years. So I, I assume Alfred's going to get the majority of the touches, but who, who the hell knows? Dak. There you go. It's actually answer. a good one. It's a good answer. Really good one. And I want to see him run a lot this weekend. And what I mean by a lot is I want five or six runs from him this week. Can you wear like a like a back protector? You know, don't like, they? Don't I thought he, they have like that little thing that comes from the shoulder pads in the back? Does he wear it that well? Dak doesn't, yeah. but Zeke does. Okay, Dak needs to wear that. Just and then Keith Smith just smash him right in the back and just on a quarterback sneak. There's no way that Dak and Beef behind him, just pushing him through. There's no no way anybody could stop that play. I'm assuming that's actually that's accurate. I mean, fourth and one, fourth and goal from the one. You've got the best center in football. You've got probably the biggest quarterback, one of the biggest, most athletic quarterbacks in football. And then you've got a pretty nasty linebacker playing fullback behind him. Those three guys powering in, who's stopping that? You're yep. preaching in the choir, man. I know. You know All what right. worries me when he runs, and it wouldn't necessarily be in the red zone because he's, you know, scoring a touchdown. But I've seen it a couple of times that I'm like, oh, my God, be careful. Is when he slides, how his hand fall, like touches the ground, like his wrist, I always, I've seen it a couple of times where I'm like, he better be really, really careful because you can really mess up your wrist. I think he's going to jam it. I, it could happen, yeah. yeah. No. I mean, I've seen him fall down or like slide, and sometimes it kind of looks like that could really happen. And if your wrist is messed up, then <laughs> you can't really throw the ball Yeah. if it's your right hand. But. Brian Leaf. <laughs> ah, ah, just banging his wrist. In Atlanta. Yeah. Who are you? That could be that that's story time right there. But yep. uh, all right, let's get to our crazy predictions, our predictions for the game. Let's start with you, Amber. What do you have? What are you thinking? Oh no, not me. Um, I don't know. I really, really don't know for this game. I have a feeling that the Cowboys could still win this game, even with the possible well, two guys out, maybe. Um but, man, I just really don't know what to expect. I have no idea how they will look out there with those changes. So I'll just say Cowboys win. The score, don't even ask me. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I, don't know I don't know how many points they'll be able to score. But I have a confidence that... <laughs> we appreciate, <laughs> we appreciate your we expert analysis. Cowboys win. I don't know how many... Points they'll score, but I have a feeling that Cowboys defense will do enough to stop the other team. We have 15 segments a week, right? I mean, in the 15th one, at the end of the 15th one, it's like it, it catches you by surprise. Like, I don't know how many points. I Don't Don't ask me how many points they're going to score. I don't even know. Well, All everything right. changed for me this week. It, it really did. I'll give you, I, a lot okay. of I'll give you right that. that. That's true. It's not like you could be preparing about it all week long. Dave, That's let's go. I just have a I, I have a weirdly good feeling about this game. I, I had it I mean I had it when Zeke was obviously in the lineup and I still have it. I don't like Atlanta's just I think they're a mess. I don't know. I mean I know they have talent. I know that it could click any week, but a team with that much talent shouldn't look as mediocre as they have and have as big of a problem scoring points. I mean they scored a touchdown against New England and New England's defense has been pretty bad this year. I, I just there's something there that's wrong that's more than just, you know, X's and O's. Um, I think the running game is going to be fine. Like I said, I think they're going to run for like 140 yards. I think Dak will chip in a few. I think Dak is going to continue to play well. And honestly, that's we barely talked about that. Like, I really think they'll be as good as Dak is over the next six games. And I think he's up to that challenge. Um, I think Chaz Green can handle that well enough. It's not going to be great, but it'll be there. Um they probably don't score 28 points this week. Like, I think there will be some residual side effects of all these losses. Uh, but I think they can get Matt Ryan on the ground. I don't think they need to blitz him to, to do that. 
Um, and I expect that they either win or are even in turnovers. Um, and I'm thinking like 24, 20 instead. I mean, it, it'll be, it's going to be an, when we, like they haven't had a real nail biter finish since the, uh, since the green Bay game. I mean, I guess Washington, it never really got to like nail biter status. Cause they got that pick right away on that drive. So I think this will be, this one will be a nail biter, but I think they'll find a way to win it. All right. Nick. Um, I, I'm going to go with, um, Atlanta. I think Atlanta wins 28 to 23. I think, um, the kicker is going to miss an extra point early in the game. I think they're going to be chasing that dang point all game long. It's going to haunt them. And I don't, I think the running game will be okay. Um, but if they don't have Julio Jones, I think that changes everything. I don't like the Falcons offense without Julio Jones. I do. I, I would pick the Cowboys if he doesn't play. I have a feeling he will play. I guess we'll find out about the injury report. But I'm going to go with Atlanta 28-23. I wish I could make three different predictions. Like, like Amber. What happens? Yeah, I was going to say. What happens? Stop Amber. <laughs> what happens? If, here's, my, here's my prediction. If, if, if uh, Tyron's out, here's my prediction. prediction. Oh. If Julio is out. Here's my prediction. If all of them play, why don't like, you just do just run it all play. down? But here's what I we'll cut the other here's two. Honestly, out. what I think I think the Cowboys win, but I think it's a very very close game, 17-16. I think this is a situation where I'm going to still trust this defense, and and what I've seen so far for these three weeks is that this defense has played really well. I'm going to trust the fact that they're going to continue to play well against what was a what is in my opinion a lesser offense than what they beat last week, um, and I think that's going to be the difference. I think the offense will struggle. I think there'll be times this game when we'll say. And this office just doesn't have it. I think because of the defense, they'll stay in the game and they'll have an opportunity at the end to win at 17 16. Have you picked them to lose yet? <laughs> I think I picked the opponent. Maybe it's Green, Green Bay. Bay. I, I think, think Green maybe Bay. Green I Bay yeah. I think I picked Green Bay in, in that game. Okay. So. I got my eye on you, Eagleton. Yeah. That's all yeah. I'm saying. And, and I'm going to tell you what, depending on how things go this weekend, I've already circled next weekend as one where I'm, I might be going that's, the other yeah. way. Yeah, that's fair. Because I just, I, again, I just. I try to give them the benefit of the doubt where possible. When not, it's one game at a time. Three. One game huh? at a time. Well, you're five and three this year. No, no, he would be six and two. Cause I he, picked the yeah. Packers. Oh, you picked the Packers. I oh think. no, I'd be six and two. Yeah, I'd be six and two. Right. I picked the Cowboys. You did. Poor it's guy. okay, guys. Sorry. It's All so right, wrong. we'll see you guys later next Monday. We'll Have be back. a great we'll tell you weekend, what went right everybody. And, what went wrong, and we'll be able to tell you guys how many uh, Emmy awards Dave won over the weekend. Hopefully, two. That should be fun. We'll be back on Monday. See you guys then. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?